What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Chopper channel coming to you with another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes a long way for me on this video. Goes a long way for you. That way you become a press whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. We have 13 NBA games here. Hey, NFL Indies, not so bad. Not so bad. Got the Alvin Kamara first touchdown. Ended up betting the anytime touchdown for a full unit as well once Taysom Hill was inactive. Then we just ran the board in terms of outrights. Got the Jets money line, the Bills money line. Got lots of things through. San Francisco covered 10 and a half and 11. Really good stuff. Want to bet some of those earlier in the week. Nice to be able to do some of those. I did, what, two weeks ago when I filled in for Lafay on Wednesday. And then this week, obviously Friday, but was still able to jump in at 10 and a half and 11. Way better than jumping in at 13 and a half. Again, I felt bad for anybody who did that because, well, I still would have liked San Francisco there. They should have still smashed. But uh, anyway, we're not here to talk NFL, but just wanted to say, hey, coming off of a bad week 13, had a really good week 14 uh, out of the middle of nowhere. So felt nice. And hey, the NBA, we had a great week last week until it sputtered at the very, very end. Some guy decided to go at me about saying New Orleans on on whatever day that was. I don't I don't know. I went five for six on props, bro. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I had a half unit on the Pellies, and yeah, in hindsight, Trey Murphy getting there in points probably was a little bit lucky. Happy to admit that. Happy to admit when I'm not perfect. But LeBron James ended up taking a backseat to Anthony Davis. And hey, Isaiah Suarez in the premium Discord was on top of that play. I was on the LeBron James side, and that was a bummer for anybody watching this video or anybody who just wanted to. It is what it is. Again, not going to be perfect. Not going to hit 100% of my picks. But last week, nice to not only get them back on track, but really have a great week for everybody across the board. Again, we have 13 games. I don't know why I'm dilly-dallying here at the front. We'll talk about BetMGM. We'll talk about Odd Shopper and the ridiculous deal that we have going right now at Odd Shopper. $14.95 for the week, $49.95 for the month. But we'll talk about it later because producer Jacob, too much to get to. Let's get to the picks. Hmm. Okay. Bam out of bio. Out again here for the Miami Heat, taking on Charlotte. Uh, I almost said Charlotte. <laughs> what is going on? Can you tell that I, um, well, my voice is a little bit raspier than normal because we had our holiday party, our housewarming. It was lovely stuff. It was up till about 3.30 a.m. And then, well, I worked at 7 a.m. So we're going on three and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> Took a nap a little bit this afternoon. It's called the Minnesota Vegas football game. It was fucking atrocious. But the Miami Heat, they're not taking on Charlando, but Charlotte, because that's a real place that exists on Earth. You got still this situation with LaMelo Ball, Cody Martin, Frank Nielakina, if anybody cares. He continues to be out here. And Mark Williams, doubtful for this one. So Nick Richards, more than likely 26, 28 minutes of him at the center spot which actually matters because you're looking at a true center in Orlando Robinson starting for Miami, going up against Bam Adebayo as I was running some of these numbers for efficiency. And, well, there's just a couple of wonky things throughout this game. First of all, both teams are pretty negative against the spread, so books have done a pretty good job at projecting them. And then there's the 222.5 total, I think, without Bam Adebayo's defense and ability. Orlando Robinson, not the truest of foot, uh, can definitely get you a double-double from time to time and has been smashing of late. Riding the hot hand, go ahead and have fun with that. I'm going to be staying away. More than likely, going to be staying away from this entire game. I do have to say, though, Terry Rozier, because he's on a terrible basketball team, and now he's going to play a team here in Miami that does not like to get out and run with the basketball. I think you know that by now. 98.3 possessions per 48 minutes. That is 26th in the NBA. That is not very quick. And then defensively, 
well, they bring more to the table than they do offensively. Although they've been top 15, just barely 14th in the NBA and adjusted offensive rating, which I find to be very surprising. So here you go. Begin our card. Terry Rozier under seven and a half assists, but I'm not going to be betting that. It's simply the best play from this. And I have to repeat, leans, likes, locks. Everything has to have context. But the whole purpose of me doing picks this way and telling you things this way is so that I don't have to commit you to a bad play. This is what projects out the best. Not a money line, not a spread, not a total, not any player besides this Terry Rozier garbage. So enjoy this if you are going to the game and you have to have something on it. But like, what are you going to do? Just troll Terry Rozier. There's going to be 12 people at this game. Indy, Detroit, and uh, well, producer Jacob, he is uh, bolder than most. Bolder than most. Does he live in Boulder, Colorado? Are you a Buffalo, Jacob? <laughs> That's a terrible joke. But the Pacers, they're coming back from Vegas where their luck ran out. That was kind of a Vegas joke. They end up losing to LA there. Anthony Davis goes ham on Saturday. I watched like four seconds of the game, then went back and watched it this morning because I just had to see Anthony Davis put up 40 plus, just smash 40, 20. Why doesn't he do that all the time? Anyway, we've got the Pacers here, minus seven going up against Detroit. And uh, producer Jacob said that Detroit is going to get a win here. I'm not going to go that far, but I am looking at a couple of numbers that seem inflated to me coming off of just a random wonky schedule. Express, a couple of days over in Vegas. You never know how that goes. Now, it's not that Tyrese Halliburton played a crazy amount of minutes. He played 37 and then 35 minutes. 27, 15, and 7, 20, 11, and 1. Now, this has more to do with the fact that Detroit, things can get wonky. Also, we're talking 247.5 total yet again here. They've been going like 10 guys deep, and they didn't really shorten up their rotations, even though they were going across yonder way. Andrew Nemhart is going to be out. Jalen Smith is going to be out. But, like, they've been playing more guys than normal. Aaron Neesmith is questionable for this game. Maybe that shortens up the rotation a little bit, but I doubt it because they could play Isaiah Jackson for extra minutes. And, you know, he played... 16 and then 19 against Milwaukee and LA out in Vegas. I can't imagine you couldn't play him for a couple extra here. I I don't really think that we should be having Tyrese Halliburton with 44 and a half PRA here in this spot at plus 114. Again, this has more to do with the number attached to it than it does saying, I think Tyrese Halliburton's going to fail because he's been a top three offensive player in the entire NBA through the beginning of the season. And it bears out in the numbers. There's only one player who's actually better than him. That's Nikola Jokic. And he is really, really good at all of the things. Tyrese Halliburton, not so good at the whole defense thing. So we'll, we'll get working on that. But for the time being, I am going to have a small sprinkle. Again, a small sprinkle on Tyrese Halliburton under 44.5 PRA. Too big of a number. Odd Shopper bears this out. Using a market-based approach, you can see there are sharp books that have this number extended nearly minus money or into minus money and this is again DraftKings plus 114 it's called value I like value what am I supposed to do here we got Cleveland we got Orlando and well Evan Mobley is going to be out already Jalen Suggs is questionable already Karis LeVert Wendell Carter Jr. Markel Fultz continuing to be out now there's only one piece of real pending news there being the Jalen Suggs piece him being questionable definitely matters. It could be more minutes of, what, Anthony Black. That's never a fun thing to experience in life. 
This guy doesn't do anything on a floor. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he develops into it, but they also have a Gary Harris who traditionally hasn't done much on a floor, but he's been chucking threes here of late. Oh, five, oh, four, one of six, oh, four, two of five. Like Gary Harris is maybe the least enthusiastic I could possibly be about a basketball player. Other than Anthony Black, who's also on the same team. So there's that. This is a really low-paced matchup. I thought about making the under 225 and a half the, the default play because I look at this and it seems a little bit high considering Cleveland. They don't exactly get out and run with the basketball. 99.3 possessions per 48 minutes, 17th in the association. And then they've had a pretty tough strength schedule. But again, third in adjusted defensive rating. You got to think that takes a major hit here with Evan Mobley off the floor. Gotta say, though, Orlando's been awesome on the defensive end themselves. They've been really, really fascinating to watch. Now, have they been as good as expected in terms of everything? I mean, they're 15 and 7. They're outrageous right now. But specifically on the defensive end, 111.2 adjusted defensive rating. I should probably explain it. It's points allowed per 100 possessions adjusted for strength of schedule. Good times. Glad we had it. But guess what? It doesn't project out into much for me here. So Cleveland plus two and a half. Simply going to be a lean for me on the card. There's quite a few of these spots. But hey, <laughs> the next one coming up. Can't believe this is making it. Can't believe this is making it. We've had an extended layoff. We've had crazy NBA scheduling for the last week with this NBA. Not... I keep wanting to say play in tournament with this in season ridiculousness at the beginning of the year. I enjoyed it a lot when they were at the home floors. I don't think anybody enjoyed the, um, this isn't an indictment of you producer Jacob. You're just one person, but hard to get the fan bases rock and rolling fun to watch Anthony Davis ball out. Gotta say that was an enjoyable experience, but otherwise feel as though it's one of those spots where you just want to see, you want to see some things happen with these fan bases, maybe just play the entire in-season tournament in the home stadiums. I think that would have been more enjoyable for everybody. And then you watch everybody win 500K live. I would love to watch that with the fan bases being like, yo, you want to buy my beer? My $15 beer? Peyton Pritchard? I don't know. I didn't mean to make fun of you, Peyton Pritchard. You, you're actually a rotational NBA player. Talk about like the 15th guy on a bench. Where's Tony Snell? Is he? He's out of the NBA now? gotta be out of the NBA somebody like that or Orlando Robinson generally when the other 48 centers in Miami aren't hurt or Irma Yurt seven who when Walker Kessler isn't out and you get what I'm getting at but anyway what I'm saying this schedule has been insane and as such there's been an extended rest period but I think it could extend even further here for Joel Embiid who is asked to do everything for this Philadelphia team now your 12-point favorites we saw them go to New Orleans, where then Joel Embiid ends up not even on the injury report, gets scratched 30 minutes before the whole Tobias Harris thing, where we had 16 and a half or 15 and a half points, depending on when you bet it. It closes at 21 and a half, and he doesn't come remotely close because fuck it. Why try, Tobias? But in this spot, you got to think that, yeah, Joel Embiid's worth five, six points. He's one of the most valuable players that will change a line in the entire NBA. But in Philadelphia, he gets added to the injury report is questionable with a knee. This feels like an absolute rest spot if you've ever seen one. Now, I'm not saying that's 100% guaranteed to happen. They've had an extended layoff. He didn't play Saturday. He didn't play Sunday. He could definitely not play Monday. But for somebody who is as important to his team as what Joel Embiid is, this is still just playing the probabilities. You're going to see it go from minus 750 to minus 250, minus 350. Like, there is 
a very good chance Philadelphia still wins this basketball game against Washington without Embiid. So give him like five days off if his knee is actually disturbing him. Then take Tuesday off. Then get ready to fucking rock on Wednesday. Why am I swearing so much? My parents would not be. My grandma is. Well, she's dead. Anyway, we have Washington plus 12. I like it. It's a half unit play. Thought about putting a full unit and locking it. But also, I hate Jordan Poole. He hates all of us. Daniel Gafford is questionable for this one as well. So like, there's a lot of ways that this works out wonky. But... If Joel Embiid rests, this is massive value. This is not a middle number the way that I would expect this to be with Joel Embiid popping up questionable. It's very hard for them to do that because of how bad Washington is. So as bad as they are, plus 12, you want to get a little bit of money on that side because I think it's more than likely, better than 50-50, Joel Embiid rests in this spot. Hi, friends. We have a great deal going down below with BetMGM. No matter what state you're in, claim up to $1,500 in bonus bets. Yes, you could fire up to a $1,500 uh, risk. It's, it's an opportunity for you to get really, really good value with your first bet over at BetMGM in a multitude of states. I know Nevada, Arizona, all these great spots out here in the Southwest. They got it rocking for you for BetMGM. You want to take advantage. And I know Nevada, they make you a positive person. It's a whole thing. But you know what? You want exposure to all these sports books. Now, everywhere else, it's not a hassle at all. You can deposit right away over in the great states of like Kentucky. You're getting Florida ramped up. Maybe we can get BetMGM there very, very shortly. That'd be great. Obviously, New York, New Jersey, everything up to the Northeast. Great stuff for you for BetMGM. You have DraftKings. You have FanDuel. Get another sports book so that you can shop for the best lines. And there's a couple of those that exist over at BetMGM already for tomorrow. So like, get your bonus bets. Fire up a couple of things over at BetMGM. And then if you want, get the heck up out of there if you're not enjoying it or you don't think you're getting enough value over there. That is the greatness about having these bonuses. They're trying to get your business. And you know what? At the end of the day, you control your bankroll. And that's a great opportunity. And hey, we'll help you do that with two months of Odd Shopper tools and Discord access completely free when you check out BetMGM at the link below. So like do that. So if you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. And hey, everything we have for two, Odd Shopper Tools, Discord access, I'll talk about a little bit later. Because, uh, yeah, that's $100 value, completely free for you on your screen. Back to the picks we go. Yeah, we go from Washington, Philly, where, hey, let's just play Washington. Let's back a favorite here at a very, very fishy, suspicious, I don't know what to make of it line. Here you are, friends. You got the Denver Nuggets and... uh. Nikola Jokic going up against Atlanta, minus two and a half. Jamal Murray, DeAndre Hunter. Those are the main pieces that we're paying attention to. DeAndre Hunter, he enters this game questionable. Jamal Murray enters this game as probable, but could always pop up anytime. So like, why is this two and a half? Why is this two and a half? I don't understand how this is two and a half. And I do understand that Denver, you haven't made money betting them this season. We have bet a lot of Jokic triple doubles. And I don't think we've bet Denver. I, I'll go back and check. I don't think we've had Denver individually on a card all season long because they've had some outrageous, ludicrous numbers. Now we bet against Denver with the Clippers and that did not go well. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan and Reggie Jackson just came to bone them. That's what happened. Anyway, we've got Atlanta here on this side of things and Trey Young. Again, DeAndre Hunter matters here. What? He matters. I know Sadiq Bay's out, but Jalen Johnson's out too. I don't understand this line. And the more that I stare at it, the more I'm just like, how am I going to get boned by this thing? I've said boned twice in the same segment. That's very strange. 
Very strange indeed. I, I, I don't know what to say about myself. I'm, I'm despicable. Despicable me. Anyway, did... To, to, to today, Junior. Now I'm going to make fun of myself. But adjust a net rating. You still have Denver fourth in the entire NBA there. Right? It's tied with Oklahoma City here at the moment. And Atlanta is all the way down. 9-12, and 12, sitting at 10th. Producer Jacob, I might have to make this. No, it's still going to be a like. I'm going to trust the sheet. I'm just going to trust the sheet. Because the math knows better than I do. The data knows better than I do. The market-based approach knows better than I do. I want to lock this so bad. I want to lock it so bad. I want to lock it. Pop, drop, and lock it. Pop, drop, and lock it. If Denver loses this basketball game, I I will be beside myself. But as of right now, only a half unit on this. I swear to God, though, if this moves to four, four and a half tomorrow, and I miss the boat, I'm going to be so mad at myself. Because this... Denver, minus two and a half. I like it. The Toronto Raptors taking on the New York Knicks. Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Drink. You're playing with Eric Lindquist watching Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks game. Drink. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Now you have an artery clogged. That's that's not ideal. So don't play that drinking game. But Toronto plus five going into the... the, the eh, into Madison Square Garden. 220 and a half total. And those are kind of things that... Don't really make sense to me, but again, this is another where I'm just going to trust the data here and what I'm looking at. The Knicks don't really like uh, what they're doing here of late. It's been a really weird rotation, and they ended up adding Dante DiVincenzo to the starting rotation. Quinn Grimes comes off the bench, comes off of saying a lot of really, really weird things, but now Mitchell Robinson is ruled out for this one already. So defensively, I think this is the main thing that's keeping me away from betting this game at the moment, because I think the under... Makes a lot of sense at 220 and a half, but without Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hartenstein, who played really, really good at stretches last season, he will be enacted into work. And then Jericho Sims, I think he's got to come back and play some minutes for this basketball team in some capacity. Julius Randle, can he play the five? Yes. Do they have Jacob Toppin down there at the G League where they could pop him up from time to time? Sure. But I think it ends up being Jericho Sims playing the back of five minutes. I'm going to do some more digging into this tomorrow. And again, when I don't have the news and I don't understand what a team's going to do with a new piece of injury news like Mitchell Robinson, I don't want to act like I do. I think Isaiah Harnstein is legitimately going to play 32 minutes here in this spot, though. And defensively, he's nothing close to a Mitchell Robinson, although better than your average backup center. Better than your average backup center. But going up against Toronto, yeah, you saw Scotty Barnes go completely ballistic. Yeah, we've stayed away from Dennis Schroeder the last couple. Again, I've had him on the card as leans. It's not even on the card. That's off the card. Those are things I'm thinking about. And people going ballistic saying, stop recommending him. Stop talking about it. I haven't bet him for a week. But go ahead and blame me. It makes you feel better. It's fine. 220 and a half under. I'm leaning that direction. Again, this this one, I feel like I should be betting. This feels pretty high. But again, feelings don't make you money. The San Antonio Spurs taking on the Houston Rockets. A battle down in Texas. Hey, Arizona, Arkansas, I do love my mom. That's not country music. What am I doing? Anyway, the Spurs, we're looking at Houston here on the other side. And Houston has defensively been so improved, it's ridiculous. They're up to eighth in adjusted defensive rating. Only teams better, Minnesota, Boston, Cleveland, Orlando, Lakers, Clippers, Oklahoma City, and them. They're better than Miami, Philadelphia, the Knicks, 
Golden State, Toronto. Those are a lot of teams I think of being better defensive units than Houston in the last couple of years. But that is Ime Udoka coming in and just revamping everything that they're doing here. They're 10 and 9 in the early going of this, playing a lot of their offensive possessions, not through Fred Van Fleet. It's kind of a luxury item right now, although he's holding the fort down at the point guard position. You know, sort of like a game manager, Alex Smith style, but it's been Alperin Shangoon. He's been the flashy, lovely little item. His under does project out nicely in PRA over at Odd Chopper right now. Again, those lines are ever-changing, ever-moving. I can't even remember what the number is here off the top of my head. I guess I can pull up a sheet and help you out and not be a complete doofus. But anyway, uh, 38 and a half, I believe. Is. There you go. So I could have added that to the sheet, but as it stands right now, San Antonio plus eight and a half. I think you're going to see them playing a lot better here now that they're completely healthy. And yes, they are 100% completely healthy. You have Dylan Brooks, Tari Eason, both of them questionable entering this game. And Victor Oladipo, nobody gives a flying F about, but Hoosiers fans probably do back in the day. It was fun. But Spurs plus eight and a half, just going to be a lean for me here. I love what we're seeing from Wemby, but this team is bad. And eight, three and eight and 13 against the spread 12, five and two are the Houston Rockets. This feels like you're betting against. I hate the word trends, but like this, this is good. And this is bad. And so we don't, there's 13 games. We don't have to force anything. Gonna force this though, friends. Welcome to Lock Central in the most unlikely of places. And no, no, we're not gonna be betting Dallas or Memphis. And no, this is not gonna be locking in a Luka Doncic triple double, although seems like he's in the ballpark every freaking time. A little bit heartbreaking to get that corner unit and get 32 10 and then rebound wise, doesn't end up getting there. But the assist rate has been off the chain. And you know Kyrie Irving's going to be out for tomorrow, but it seems as though the books have already accounted for that in the old triple-double department because, well, the assist rate, it has to go up in some of these spots. Kyrie Irving, very ball-handling-centric. when he, or at least, he can play off the ball, too. They've figured out a lot there in Dallas so far in the early going of this season. Said at the very beginning of the year that they would. You don't have talents the, the likes of Luka and Kyrie and not figure it out eventually. They're 13-8. and eight. They're going to continue to get better, but... This is me focusing in on somebody that I don't think anybody else is really going to be recommending in the entire industry tomorrow. I had a lot of time on Sunday watching that terrible Vikings Raiders football game, put in the work and, and really go through some of these props. I think I found an absolute winner here in Derek Lively, the second points plus rebounds plus assists. Let's talk through what we're seeing from this young man here, because the minutes they're starting to trend up in a massive way. 28, he had 23 against Memphis in a blowout loss. It was wonky. Oklahoma City, 39, 24 against Utah. They won by 50. And then 28 against Portland with a game that got wonky. I think we're looking at 30-plus minutes, and he might be the most efficient guy for Dallas in terms of finishing at the rim. He's got a 73.5% field goal percentage. He is finding ways to rack up rebounds, averaging just 25 minutes per game. 7.7 rebounds per game. And now he gets a Memphis side. That Yes, Jaron Jackson Jr. can be in there in the interior. And oh, it's so intimidating. Derek Lively's a true center. Jaron Jackson is not. He's going to draw more Bismack Biombo here in this spot. And I, I don't look at player versus player because in the year of our Lord 2023, soon to be 2024, 
you don't necessarily run into defensive matchups. You have pick and rolls that are such a centric part of playing in the NBA. that You're going to constantly have positionless basketball. You're going to put the bad defenders in uncomfortable situations, especially come playoff time here. But Dallas, this is a close spread, two and a half. The two of the last four games Derek Lively's played in, he's had wonky game scripts that have resulted in just the 24, 28 minutes. If this game remains competitive, 17 and a half is his PRA in this spot. 17 and a half. The guy went for 20 and 16 against Oklahoma City in those 39 minutes. He goes for, you know, eight and five in that wonky spot that you're I'm talking about before four and five. But if he plays 30 plus minutes, like I'm going to project him for in any competitive spot here, he blows this number out of the freaking water. You have Dwight Powell, who's playing like 12 minutes a night here going forward. And there are times that they could go small and go Marquise Morris. Those are not fun times if you're a Mavericks fan. But I love getting early to some of these numbers on a kid who's obviously shown some flashes. Going back to the beginning of the season when he put up that 16-10 game against San Antonio. You're definitely going to be, you know, carving out some minutes for the eventual return of Maxi Kleba. But with Grant Williams out, with Kyrie Irving out, with Josh Green out, this is like locking in 32 minutes for this young cat against Memphis that brings true centers to the table that needs to have the size for Jaron Jackson Jr. Fire this to the moon, friends. I know this took a lot of time to talk through, but Derek Lively, the second, over 17 and a half PRA. My favorite play of the entire day on Monday on a 13-game slate. I didn't see that coming. Did you see that coming? I didn't see that coming. Did you? Let's win some fucking money. Friends, it is outrageous, the value that you are getting on your screen right now. And also, you can use promo code Lindy, which will fire up on the next screen here for 20% off. But the Discord alone used to be $19.95 a week. We've slashed $5 off of that, and we've added a tool that was $200 a month to the table for you. Why would you not want to take advantage of this right now, friends? $14.95 for the week, $49.95 for the monthly. Everything at Odd Shopper, the OS Premium Tools. What does that consist of? We have the Positive EV tool where you can order a bajillion sports in terms of EV. It uses a market-based approach. It compares all of the odds at every single sports book in your state. You can toggle it by state in your state and you can find the best lines that are going to make you the most money and it has been back tested for results we are constantly revamping constantly making sure everything is on schedule to make you more money 14.95 for the week for that as well as the fantasy optimizer if you're playing prize fix and underdog as well as the parlay builder which i know aton does an amazing video on every single monday through friday there's really no reason not to at least try this out for $14.95 for the weekly, $49.95 for the monthly, especially because promo code LINDY, L-I-N-D-Y, that's me, you get 20% off, friends, 20% off of either one of those, either the first week or the first month. So take advantage now. It's great stuff. Expert picks, Discord, premium tools, all in one package. Look at that. I can read. Let's get back to the picks. Eh, Milwaukee, absolute choke job against Indy. Made a great third quarter run there in Vegas. They end up falling off the planet. Tyrese Halliburton made them their daddy. It is what it is. But no Zach Levine here. I don't know why, because he's just been dinged up all the time. But this feels suspicious. I know he got a PRP injection. I'm sure he's actually hurt. It's a whole thing. But like, the trade value dissipated. Zach Levine is not an asset at this point in time. I understand he could be a sixth man for a team, but you better have some expiring contracts. 
I don't think people understand the way that this works. You have to have money match money in the NBA. There isn't any of this, hey, we'll buy the entire salary like the Mets. But, you know, the Mets just unloaded salary to get rid of guys, which is insane. But anyway, we are looking at you have to match expiring contracts at least or you got to make the money work. And it's going to be really hard for a team based on what we've seen from Zach Levine in the early going to want to do that, especially coming off the injuries, unless he can get back, be healthy, look really, really good before the deadline. And then, you know, maybe find some of that 2020 form, 2021 form. Nobody liked those years, though. Anyway, Chicago plus 10 and a half here. It is about appropriate, although I would be slightly leaning towards the Milwaukee side of things. I know that this kind of goes against, hey, you just bet against a team that was just coming back from Vegas and yada, yada. Well, they only played one game in Vegas. Then they chilled, kick your feet up, got back home, have a little powwow and sit around, talk about how to get better. Jay Crowder, Pat Connaughton continuing to be out. And then on the Chicago side, Levine out, Patrick Williams, Alex Caruso, both questionable for this one. I don't think Caruso suits up. Patrick Williams has been playing well. I think he ends up playing, but Milwaukee minus 10 and a half. I think this is a spot that I just want to get more information. I just want to get more information. Maybe something shows up. Maybe it doesn't. Hey, maybe that's a good reason to be in the Discord. This has kind of been an autoplay of late here on the Minnesota games. Has anybody been tailing? I hope you have. I hope you have. Fired it up many times in the premium Discord as well as on this program you probably know what I'm getting at. It's the Minnesota money line in conjunction with Rudy Gobert. Now, the Rudy Gobert value has been absolutely blitzkrieged here in the last couple of weeks, but it should have. It was ridiculous to be getting minus 120, minus 150, minus 200. And then also, you could build it out with the single game parlay legs in, in FanDuel and DraftKings, and you could get better money going like 10 plus 10 or 15 plus 10 with the Rudy Gobert side of things, or I guess 10 plus 10 because... 15 plus. I mean, he has hit that number, I believe, in five straight. Let me double check. He has hit that number in five straight. Confirmed. So, hey, it's not the worst thing to try to put it all together like that. But Minnesota, they have been jelly because they're on a roll. <laughs> or butter or whatever you prefer. Uh, Minnesota, 17-4. and four, Best record in the NBA. First in the West right now. Unbelievable stuff as a, a Timberwolves fan. Dude, I don't even know what to do with my hands. Adjusted net rating, plus four and a half here. They have not really played a strong strength of schedule, although they've played a strong strength of schedule at home with Denver, Boston, number of teams coming to town there. But this one specifically, on the road in New Orleans, they're dogs. Huh. Seems a little bit wonky to me, doesn't it? Yeah. So you know what's nice? Is that I can still just keep riding the hot hand. Playing the play that's gotten us there a number of times. Notice how we're not going to talk about, I'm, I'm kind of happy that we're not going to talk about Bojan today. Notice how I didn't bring up Bojan during the entire Indy and Detroit game. It felt good. It felt like being in rehab for something or I don't know. It's not healthy. Rudy Gobert, double-double plus Minnesota money line. I like it. I want to get a little bit aggressive here in this spot. Again, the best spot that you could possibly fire this up right now is at FanDuel. It's plus 128 for the Minnesota money line. Again, fun to back them as dogs. I understand Anthony Edwards. Very, very important. If he were playing, this would be close to a pick'em. But Anthony Edwards, he's questionable. We're going to find out. Hopefully that news breaks our way. But either way, if Rudy Gobert gets that double-double, which doesn't have a ton of value attached to it, I'm going to be sweating this Minnesota Moneyline ticket. And if he doesn't get a double-double, I know we fucking win anyway. So there you go. Utah, Oklahoma City, and uh, anybody else been watching this 
SGA fellow. He's pretty good at basketball, huh? Probably having the quietest, most ridiculous 30-point, 6-assist, 6-rebound season that I've seen in forever. Guys averaging nearly 3 steals a game as well. I've been trying to find some ways into the into the Wooltism on SGA, but again, I feel like steals and blocks, it's such a highly volatile thing and people want it to hit like that day. And it's like, well, you're going to bet some things that are plus 200, plus 250 for guys on two and a half steel props or one and a half steel props and things lay minus 300. Some of them get very, very wonky in terms of numbers there. So it's not quite like a points prop or a rebounds prop or an assist prop. And people shy away from them. Don't always be shying away from them. In fact, I'm pretty sure the other day I got everybody on Joel Embiid half a steal over on Underdog because it was a ridiculous number to be laying there. And we smashed. So that was fun. But in this spot, we're hoping SGA continues to smash. On the Utah side, you still don't have Laurie Markinen. I miss him. I love you. Walker Kessler going to be out for this one as well. For Oklahoma City, Lugensdort is going to be more than likely out, but he's questionable entering this one. Uh, wild to see him as questionable because I thought he was really dinged up watching him uh, leave the court the other night, but is what it is. He, uh, he had that left ankle sprain. We'll see if he ends up suiting up. I guess that doesn't matter. Kind of prefer him to be out there as opposed to Isaiah Joe, Josh Giddy for more minutes. Obviously, you know, the, there's guys that can functionally play offense. And Lou Dort, noted, not out there. It's not the bubble no mo. Lou Dort out there playing defense, out there to smash on the defensive end. So, you know, enjoy that. But I'm looking at SGA friends as much as I love what we've seen from him kind of set this up in a weird way as much as i absolutely obsess over him this is a very wonky spot 12 point dogs at home coming off of a long break and this number is really high at 44 and a half pra remember what i just said before we're talking about a guy who's averaging 36 and 6 that's 42 it's technically 42 and a half because he's averaging 30 and a half points here on the season but his pra sitting at 44 and a half. So it goes up two to adjust for the pace, but it doesn't really adjust for the spread here. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. There are a lot of game scripts where this ends up being 15, 20 points in the fourth quarter. I wouldn't want 44 and a half because SG is the first guy that you protect in those kind of situations. Chet Holmgren getting close to being that guy, which is insane. Jalen Williams, very important to this basketball team as well. But I think under 44 and a half PRA, Hey, how about that? We got a lock for an over on Derek Lively, over 17 and a half PRA. We've got an under on an SGA, 44 and a half uh, PRA. I don't make the rules. I love SGA, but that's just because I love somebody doesn't mean I won't bet against them if the numbers are right. Two games to go. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell, because I hate this game. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's been playing pretty decent. I... Thank God I didn't bet his seven and a half assists the other night. I was going to take the under of that. It was projecting out really, really nicely. And thank God I hit eject on that idea because <laughs> it would have not gone well, especially because out of the middle of nowhere, you got Dennis Smith Jr. added to the injury report, upper back soreness, and now he's going to be out for this one as well. But the numbers have now moved, and so you could be logically looking at that, but you're looking at five everywhere. You're looking at 234 and a half just about everywhere. Everything's pretty efficient here in this game because Sacramento, Malik Monk, he's questionable, but like it's an illness. I think he plays. I don't think it like matters a ton in the context of this basketball game. It, it definitely adds to the context of Kevin Herter points prop because that shores up his closing rotation status. Keegan Murray probably a little bit as well because 
mean, what's Trey Lyles and Vizenkov are not going to close in 99.9% of circumstances unless Kevin Herter's leg falls off. Here's what it is. How about this shit, though? 16-4-1 Brooklyn is against the spread, closing line spreads on the uh, entire season. Like, what are we doing here, Brooklyn? Undervalued, beyond undervalued, getting a lot of wings back, but they're starting to get healthier. Cam Thomas back, even though he's not really back. He's not really doing anything correctly in his life. Existing, playing playing sport ball. Yeah. Producer Jacob wanted everybody to know that they're the best team against the spread this season. I would hope at 16-4-1, they would be the best team against the spread. What is that actual record? Because that's the other thing. 12-9. 12-9. Look at that. A little bit surprising there in the East. My Timberwolves are 17-4. I hate betting this basketball game. Don't bet this basketball game. Over 234.5 is what projects out the best for me. But don't bet this basketball game. Bet another basketball game. There's 13 basketball games. Don't bet this basketball game. Kind of been dreading this spot, but welcome, Portland Clippers. Welcome to the other lock on the card today. Oh, he did make that feel cold. Jake Elliott, there you go. 17-6, Dallas, Philly. I'm watching games live. Always watching. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. fun damn it feels good to be a gangster anyway portland plus 12 and a half going up against clippers and um <clears throat> this is a very bad portland basketball team malcolm brogdon questionable he matters a lot because he's actually good at basketball and deandre ayton's questionable which actually matters to a certain extent although i will say one guy's willing to go out and shoot is do up i said that i believe a couple weeks ago when talking about some of these injuries for deandre ayton Found it pretty surprising to see Duop Reed standing out and knocking down threes from time to time, but that's the thing he can actually, actually do off the bench. Two for six, one for five. What are his shooting splits here? Just to double check. Yeah, shooting only 34% from three. But DeAndre Ayton, he is incapable of going out and shooting a three. In fact, do you know how many he's attempted this season? Not great to be a true center who's not good at passing. Is okay, rebounding. Just a big body out there. Big body thought he just living his life. And not being able to shoot baskets in, in 2023. That's really bad. They're called stretch fives for a reason. They're successful for a reason. Or you better figure out other ways to be contributing to your team. And DeAndre Ayton, the sun sent him out on a rail. Seems like it was the right decision. I know we've been like clamoring for that for years. I mean, Jack Landale, Jock Landale, closed over him multiple times in the playoffs last season that was the beginning of the end that's when you knew it was over and then even with williams going off to detroit who has proven himself to maybe be the worst coach of all time he is a very bad basketball coach even with this detroit team he is making unbelievable decisions on a nightly basis but let's get to this game because it's a lock and i want to talk through it i'm obsessed obsessed with the fact that Ty Lu has finally finally demoted russell westbrook to sub 20 minutes a night 
I know it sucks because I loved watching Russell Westbrook for years. I think we all did. He is an incredible talent. He's going to go down as one of the most fun, if not the most fun and entertaining player that I can remember through like the early 2010s. Like those Oklahoma City teams with Durant and Harden, his time in Washington when he was the only dude there had some stops in Houston and like everywhere he's gone, he has been pure entertainment. That entertainment runs out, runs real, real thin when you're shooting 27.3% from three like he is this season. You can't do that with a ball-dominant guard and survive. You just can't have him out there shooting. And you know what they're doing? They're replacing those minutes with more Norman Powell, who's now played 30, 32, and 28 the last three. Don't think there's any surprise in my mind that they won all three of those basketball games with Norman Powell playing exponentially more because at this point in time, he's a more valuable basketball player. There's arguments to be made for the last couple of years. Russell Westbrook, as entertaining and as many stats as he put up there in Washington, he's just not that kind of a guy anymore. You just can't have him playing those many minutes because... Those are opportunities and efficiency that can go to other guys like a Norman Powell, who's just that much better. Oh, and did I mention Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are healthy and have played in every single freaking game this season? Oh, did I mention Daniel Tice is off the injury report? Oh, and did I mention Scoot Henderson is terrible, but they need to give minutes to him there in Portland as he needs to figure his shit out quickly. So like, friends, I know these always get wonky. These double digit spreads, these double digit lines. I bring it up all the time. And yet, if Malcolm Brogdon doesn't play, I have this line at 17. If you're listening to me on podcast, I apologize. I'm actually still here. Clippers, minus 12 and a half. Absolute lock, friends. They're just so much better than Portland. Portland is so bad. And then this is just a simple numbers game at the end of the day. You have a, a Clippers team that is starting to figure it out, starting to figure out their rotations. They're plus 1.8 and adjusted net rating. You know who's down there at negative 6.5. Yeah, that'd be Portland. They're terrible, a terrible, terrible basketball team. Clippers by fatality on Monday. And that does it for another edition of Liddy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do? Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays on this massive 13-game slate. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff that gets added to the card. I'm sure there's going to be injury news that pops up out of nowhere to completely screw me over in some capacity. However, I'm here working every single day at my desk, sitting at the Death Star, ready to click that button. So it's going to be good stuff here, friends. Excited to talk through this slate here. Don't forget to check out Lindy's Pick'em Locks over on TikTok. Great stuff. Going to start doing Lindy's Locks update starting this week yet again here. So took a couple of weeks off of that. Needed to bring that over to the TikTok streets in some capacity. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. These are the things that have to happen in life when you're 36 married and like I don't know. There's a lot of old people famous on TikTok. I, I don't understand this shit. I'm trying to understand it. Somebody want to help me? Give me some winners down below. Give me some winners. Thank you, producer Jacob. Let's get the heck up out of here and go watch the second half of football. Philly and Dallas. And, you know, it was a good football day overall. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Monday.